Alrighty, we're back. Your favorite podcast show of the week. This is Location Weekly. It's episode number 534. We are recording live on September the 14th. Aubriana, how are you? You're smiling. I am smiling. There's there's nothing more to do but to smile, you know, just like uh, I am pushing through. We've, we've been like, you know, having lots of home repairs. Um, uh, lots of people in the Northeast or like in, you know, Louisiana area had lots of damage from the Ida storm. And so we're just still, you know, pushing through with all of that. But at the end of the day, I am definitely smiling because we're all safe and healthy. And I am very grateful for that, as I know there's a lot of people without homes in general and, you know, that like had it so much worse. So, yes, just um excited my kids are back in school now full time and like now having some sort of a a schedule I just feel like you know a new season's coming so excited for that oh and I went to my office for the first time last week in the city so that was interesting so it was like a new adventure um and yeah it was like it was not normal but it was nice to have you know a few team members in the office together and kind of have that collaboration in person versus just here you know on zoom (laughs) yeah what's new with you um you know just kind of settling in here like you know things are things are going well with uh with uh, the company and you know we're we're just kind of ramping up for what we think is going to be a big fall season and all sorts of new customers and opportunities in front of us right now um so excited about that I've uh, been watching a ton of Blue Jays baseball. The team is just on fire right now. I mean, two weeks ago, they were nine games behind the Yankees for the wild card, and they're now the first wild card. They've won 11 out of 13, swept four games in in of the Yankees in, in New York. Uh, you know, just beat Tampa last night, swept Oakland. Like, I mean, insane. Like, so I'm I'm super excited. Like, we're we're like we're in the hunt. Right. And amazing, right? it's unbelievable to go from where they were to where they are. Um, and um, yeah, and Vladdy's like killing it. He's, you know, he's got the 45th home run last night. He's leading the league. So, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Exciting stuff. I actually like have caught one or two Braves games now, uh, which has been nice. And they're still, I just pulled it up. There's still four and a half games up. It looks like, so our teams are looking good. Yeah, I know. October. It, 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 I'm looking forward to it. So it's gonna it's gonna be a fun, a fun run. So I'm hoping to get to a game this this weekend as well. So um, awesome. But anyhow, we've got a good show for you. Uh, four stories as usual. Um, a bunch of different things here. Some out of home. Some AR. Uh, a little bit of uh, some privacy things that tend to, to be concerned about or not, depending on on your perspective. I'll let Abriana start us off. Okay, so we're going to go into the sneaker industry, and this is a um, a brand uh, retailer called Shoe Sneaker, and they are in the UK and I think in Ireland as well, and they have created this AR game to drive traffic to High Street, so this is kind of fun. They have the shoe, and that's S-C-H-U-H, sneaker hunt that's happening right now, and so they're challenging, you know, consumers across London, Manchester, Birmingham, Liverpool, Glasgow, 
to have this real world surroundings kind of interactive map to seek out hidden shoe boxes, um, which can only be discovered within this game. And so you can do this on Apple or Android. So if you're in any of those cities, this, um, this campaign is actually running, the game's running through the 20th of September. So you have you know, a good week to get out there and explore this, but um, you, know, you can get, eventually get to this like virtual shoe box where you can get a bunch of different prizes, right? So um, I believe that one of the big prizes is a $1,000 shoe voucher. So that sounds good. I love shoes. I have way too many of them. My husband complains about it all times. So this is my kind of prize. I would definitely get out there and participate. Sounds like a fun family event. So this was put together by Omnicom um, Media Group's PhD Manchester, and they did this in partnership with Verizon Media's RYOT Studio. So they're really trying to engage with, you know, Gen Z, younger, you know, families with families with young children, just to kind of get them back outside. Obviously, I think especially in London, I know that things were shut down a little bit longer than we had here in the States and probably similar to what you had there um, in Canada. So I bet people are really just anxious to get out and kind of move around. Um, so if you are in those cities, definitely check it out. I think this is fun. I like this because I think that um, I love the location aspect, obviously, and that you actually get to win something uh, and that's interactive, but that it's also getting people outdoors and moving around and just kind of exploring in their city. Um, I think there's so many fun things that you can do similar to this. Uh, what I would like to see, I don't, I'm not saying they didn't take this into consideration, but it wasn't mentioned um, in the stories that I read about this actual campaign was just to have something more about social sharing, just to kind of have um, that organic growth and, and promoting the game um, available. But you know, beyond that, I do like this. I think it's uh, good ways to just get people maybe using the app, looking at what's available, shopping when you're looking at shoes, you know, you get excited about that. Um, even if you don't win. And I'm sure that a lot of the shoe boxes that are found have like some type of a discount that will then lead to revenue. So I think overall, this is a fun campaign. Um, and yeah, I wish they had it here. I'd go play. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I love, uh, you know, looking at, uh, at new shoes as they come out, especially like sneakers and things like that. And I actually just bought a a pair to, to kind of uh, change up like as you know like in a normal world you and I are both on the speaking circuit so you know I think like you know for me anyways you know having a, a nice pair of shoes is uh, you know is, is a part of that uh, ensemble and um, so yeah so I'm uh, I like this campaign a lot I think it's it's really fun it's really engaging it uses AR in a, in a cool scavenger hunty way to kind of get people out there but what I really like about it is, is that it's the brand is connecting with people. Um, they're doing it in different cities uh, across, uh, you know, the, the UK where they operate. I think she has over 130 stores from what I can uh, see on just quick Google search. And, um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, you go out, you, you, if you find these things, you can win the prizes. I think there's, there's a fun element to that, but I think too, like, you know, if they can, you know, as you said, kind of have that discounting, couponing aspect to it, you know, find the store near you, um, you know, as you find that box, like that, that uh, AR box out there and actually connect the AR world to the physical world. Um, you know, I think that's really interesting. And I'm assuming there's, you know, these things are strategically placed, right? These, you know, the, these, these prize boxes 
that they're actually near, you know, somewhat near uh, physical stores. Um, so I, I like it a lot. I think, um, you know, with any of these campaigns, I think the one thing I always look for is, is you know, is, it, is there a way to also create some sort of social content that can be shared and to help amplify the messaging? So, but overall, I, I think this is, this is great. I love, I love these types of campaigns that get people out in the physical environment, exploring, whether it's Pokemon Go or, you know, a shoe virtual uh, hunt. Um, I think it's all good. So I'm, I, I want to see more of these kinds of things. I think, especially as we come out of a pandemic and, and we're trying to get people back out into high streets, back into the physical retail shopping environment, this is the exact kind of thing that people need to be doing. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, on to our second story now. Uh, sticking with retail, uh, Hannaford Supermarkets uh, is experimenting uh, with some new data analytics. Uh, they have, in some limited uh, stores, are testing uh, sensors on their shopping carts. And so these are some electronic trackers on the carts and the baskets, uh, just in a, in a limited number of stores. Uh, at the moment, they're not rolling this out yet across the entire network, but essentially um, what they're aiming to do is to, there's no personal data, there's no PII that's, that's, that's involved in this at all. They're simply wanting to understand the path uh, that people are following uh, within the store and where people go and where they dwell and things like that. So very indoor location kind of stuff we would normally do with beacons or Wi-Fi or things like that. This time the sensors are actually on the carts or on the baskets and they're kind of just tracking, you know, sort of those those patterns and movements. You know, I, you know, there's the article I read, there was a lot of pushback on, you know, what does this mean from a privacy perspective and, you know, what kind of signage did they put up to let people know about this and so on. You know, I, I'm kind of, to me, this stuff's been around for a long time. This isn't like rocket science, as I said, you know, tons of retailers of all of all industry types are um you know have been doing indoor you know tracking indoor positioning for a long time right i mean walmart does this you know probably better than anybody else right they know exactly you know through wi-fi and through other sensor technologies they have they're working with companies like shopper track or point inside or you know path in uh, retail next or path intelligence or any of these kinds of companies there's lots of data analytics going on on the path that people travel and where the high dwell times are and how they use that to affect planogramming or you know how much to charge for that in cap display and all that kind of stuff and i think so so i i i you know first of all i like if you're a retailer and you're not doing that i think there's something wrong right um you, you you're not doing everything you can to optimize the performance of your store uh, in your store network. So, you know, first of all, I, I'm up, I'm going to just say I applaud Hannah for, for doing this because I think it's, it's, it's what they should be doing. And I'm surprised that like, this is just, you know, something so new, uh, sounding here from a privacy perspective, you know, sure. I think it's, you know, everybody should be putting up signage of some sort, you know, to just say, look, you know, this kind of activity is going on in the store. But it's very passive, right? Like there's nothing, you know, there's no facial recognition here. There's no, uh, you know, personal information that's being collected. It's a, it's a sensor on the shopping cart to see where the shopping cart goes, right? I mean, I'm not, I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not worried about that at all as a consumer. So uh, I think this is is great. I think it's, uh, it adds value to to them. It helps them understand, you know, how to optimize the performance of their store and. 
they should be doing that. What are your thoughts? I agree. It's actually comical to me to think that people believe that there's any type of a privacy issue at all with tracking the shopping cart because it is a cart that is used by multiple people. It is not your cell phone. It is not your car. It's not like anything that has to do with you. Um, and, you know, I, they should have been tracking carts from the beginning so that they didn't end up like in the far corners of the parking lot or, you know, under the overpass. <laughs> but, you know, I do agree with you. I think that there is a benefit to both the consumer and to the retailer. So for the retailer, obviously, like you said, understanding foot traffic patterns, dwell times, like where, you know, certain people are stopping, maybe what's preventing like the better flow of the store. Um, and then also from a consumer perspective, you know, as stores plan and lay out things more effectively, it makes it easier for you just to get in and get out and find what you need. Um, so I think that just have a better, having a better understanding of like where people are going, what's the path that they're taking, um, you know, all of that information is, is really important. I mean, we talk a lot about like measurement and attribution. If you can't measure it, then you really can't you know, you, you can't quantify it. And so data is just so front and center to everything that we do in the marketing and advertising, um, you know, arena right now that it's something that we have to continue to focus on. And we have to continue to iterate on how to measure things and how to understand that. So this is a pretty simple and straightforward way of doing that. Um, I, I would love to see if they are able to maybe correlate the, you know, even just like hourly data in terms of purchase uh, data alongside of, you know, the traffic patterns so that they can understand like what people are actually buying during those times and during those patterns um, and how that maybe is impacted as well. So, um, you know, I like to geek out on the, the data, but I think this, this is good. And this, again, like you said, every retailer should be, should be doing that, that has any type of a shopping cart or something that can be passively tracking movement throughout, you know, the store. Um, exactly. All right. <laughs> All right, so kind of sticking with like the measurement and attribution topic, uh, there's a new partnership that is pretty exciting for Square and Clear Channel um, Outdoor, which we've, you know, we've known both of these companies for a very long time are, and, and they are partnering together and really focusing on digital out-of-home measurement. Um, and not just digital out-of-home measurement, but kind of starting there and, and looking beyond that, but they are going to be providing brands with daily updated campaign performance uh, metrics that will be tied, you know, across traditional, um, you know, printed as well as digital out of home displays. So they're merging their, their tools that they have. So Clear Channel has a, it, it's called Radar Proof, which is like time stamped ad tech. Um, and then obviously we know about Foursquare's attribution product that they offer in terms of like football traffic and, and where, you know, various people are going. So, you know, there's lots of studies that happen, you know, through various DSPs and advertising companies where ads are served to see like, hey, did this campaign, did this advertising actually lead people to go to the store? Um, and so Foursquare has been measuring that for years. And obviously with Clear Channel Outdoors, Footprint and, and all of the billboard space and, you know, digital billboards as well, um, this partnership makes, makes a lot of, of sense. So Foursquare Attribution can actually confirm if the same person who saw a specific ad, you know, went into the store. Um, so they'll be connecting that, those digital billboards, the location-based marketing, um, and then, you know, being able to have insights derived from that 
could could be influential and helpful for brands who are trying to really, um, you know, tailor their campaigns for the future in terms of better understanding their consumers as a whole. Um, you know, they're also using this to, to test for new ways of, of measuring out of home. And they have been working with the Out of Home Advertising Association of America or the OAAA. Uh, so they recently refined their guidelines to measurement. You know, they're, they're trying to shift to this impressions-based measurement for out of home. And so how do you measure impressions in an out of home environment? You know, really that's where the Foursquare play comes in. And, um, you know, with Clear Channel having like such a large presence, they're one of the largest outdoor companies. They've got 500,000 print and digital displays across 31 countries. Um, you know, and Foursquare really has been trying to position themselves as this measurement partner, right? Like that's really what they want to be. They want to be able to measure media across all different, um, you know, all different devices, really. And, and this is really kind of where they've been working towards. We see that from the acquisitions that they've had through factual, through place, right? Like it just makes sense. They're kind of building that, that empire. Um, and as they aren't actually serving the advertising themselves, they really are trying to be that, you know, kind of verified third party to do that. Um, you know, so I think they're also really focused on something that, you know, is close for me as well, which is like, how do we know if, a consumer who was exposed to um, a television ad or both, you know, digital out of home and a television ad, you know, what's like the efficacy of that? How impactful is that? You know, how many touch points do you need and across which devices, like what's the best combination and how does that change by vertical, by brand? All of those things um, is something that I spend a lot of time thinking about. And I know brands and retailers are spending a lot of time thinking about um, so I think this partnership is, is smart. It makes sense. It's like definitely the direction that, um, you know, the industry is going, not just in digital out of home, but just like across any measurable, you know, media that we can have. So um, I like this good, good partnership. I expect a lot out of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a ton to add to it because I think I think you've covered it off. I mean, you got two of the biggest players here, uh, you know, in, well, first of all, Clear Channel in the out of home space and, and Foursquare on, you know, uh, location attribution. I mean, coming together to build something that I think here is, is, is quite powerful. And, you know, I, I guess my comments, you know, if any, are really around the last part that you were just talking about, which is that ability to kind of, you know, take this across channels, right, to, to incorporate the television pieces, incorporate, you know, some of the other touch points, you know, not unlike, you know, the story we covered last week, right, even with Talon uh, out of home and the Mad Hive uh, guys with, you know, where they were going after, you know, uh, digital out of home to OTT, um, right, and kind of looking for ways to, to measure that. And, and so, so I think, you know, there's a lot of, emerging solutions right now around uh, finding different ways to attribute or to measure the performance of out of home. Uh, obviously, location data plays a huge role in that in knowing, you know, who went by that billboard or who saw that, you know, ad, um, you know, whether it's a car driving by or a person walking by and, you know, mobile device, you know, is on them, right? It's it's the obvious way to, to measure that. And, you know, and then if you can then link that up to other forms of media, then I think you're, you know, you become something that's really extremely valuable to the media buying, you know, community and the ad, the ad agencies, right, um, that are looking for, you know, just ways to 
to justify you know the uh, the price points for this right when they go out to you know to the different brands so I, I, I like this partnership I think it makes a ton of sense um, you know kind of surprised that it's taken this long I guess for these two to come together um, but um, I think I think I expect big things uh, from from them so all right, on to our final story now. Uh, so there's a company out there called Alfi, A-L-F-I. They are a artificial intelligence uh, and facial recognition company uh, that uh, has some ambitious plans uh, to disrupt, um, you know, the way that uh, advertising is delivered to screens in a personalized way at an airport or shopping mall or in the back of an Uber uh, or whatever the case might be, uh, very much you know they're they're going after this sort of idea of individualized, personalized advertising to people as they walk by or, or sitting you know in proximity of one of these screens. Uh, very Minority Report, Tom Cruise type of stuff, uh, where the screen knows who you are and is delivering you know something that is unique to you. Um, and they use facial recognition technology to do this. I, 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 should, I should actually clarify what I would classify as facial detection versus recognition. Um, so they, they claim they don't do any uh, personally identifiable information, uh, that it's uh, fully GDPR compliant, uh, their system, um, and that they're really just showing ads based on age, gender, ethnicity, um, you know, things, things like that, um, looking for small facial cues, um, you know, expressions and, and so on. And, uh, and that's kind of the sort of formula that they use to deliver these ads. Um, they've got a, um, a partnership that they announced in July, uh, with, uh, Uber drivers. Um, so Uber claims that there's no formal partnership, but they've, you know, the partnership is directly with the drivers. Um, and so they've got screens in the back of, of Uber cars and are testing this out. Uh, there's a revenue sharing model uh, to the drivers, uh, which seems quite lucrative around this. Um, you know, if it actually works, uh, they claim that uh, uh, an Uber driver can make $325 a month uh, in, you know, just, uh, you know, rev share off of a platform like this. Um, they say they have 50,000 drivers who've signed up on a wait list to receive one of their tablet screens that they put in the back of the vehicles. Um, so that's, uh, that's a big number. Um, they, uh, they have a pilot running right now at Sao Paulo airport in Brazil, uh, with some screens, uh, within the airport. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting, right? Like I, I think. I can see see kind of the value of what they're building here from an advertiser perspective. I can see the opportunity for drivers and revenue sharing, you know. But it it's the chicken and egg model right here. Like that, this is the problem with this type of business, right? You look at it and go, you have to go and build, you know, a pretty wide, expansive network. And, you know, get these screens, get these tablets out into airports, into cars, into places, um, and have enough, you know, eyeballs. That are looking at this that an advertiser is really going to care right and and i know this firsthand one of my startup my my previous startups that i built years ago was a wi-fi network company here in canada tried to put free wi-fi into starbucks and mcdonald's and tim horton's locations up here and monetize that through advertising 
you know, and there was interest for sure. And, you know, but at the end of the day, like if you don't have density of locations, um, you know, the, the advertisers are going to look at and go, you know, I need, I need you to have 5,000, 10,000 of these for, for it to be something that's worthwhile to me in terms of eyeballs, or they look at it and they go, I'm going to cherry pick. And I only want the, you know, this Starbucks location at, you know, you know, the main train station and, and, uh, and that's it. Right. And we don't, I don't, I don't care about the rest. And, and so, you know, it, it's a bit of that, you know, sort of struggle. Um, but I think that from a tech perspective, you know, personalized advertising, you know, in this type of digital, you know, signage, uh, model is got, it's got some opportunity. It's got some potential. But I, you know, I think unless these guys are like incredibly well funded, you know, building that network is going to going to be the, the the challenge. Yeah, I don't have a ton to add. I think you kind of covered all of the the concerns, like around yes, privacy. Even if it is more of a contextual uh, facial detection versus you know just to try to like bucket you into an audience, um, you know, I think it gives people pause because if you can capture that, then you know that data somewhere is there probably. And so that is something that is like somewhat concerning. Um, but again, I think that from a business model, you you really like nailed it. And that is, is the scale there? Are the impressions available? You know, because other than just like a local mom and pop that may want to advertise here and there in their area, you know, it's really gonna be hard to get those top name brands and, and those premium dollars on that platform. So I think that there's like definitely you know, some challenges ahead for, for the company on both fronts. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Four stories, some interesting things there. Uh, if you're in the UK, go out and uh, find the, the shoe AR uh, campaign. You got another week left there to go and win yourself some, uh, some uh, serious, uh, you know, thousand dollars worth of, uh, of sneakers, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, I'd be all over that for sure. Um, you know, check out, uh, the, uh, the sensors in the Hannaford, uh, shopping carts. If you're in the, in the neighborhood where they operate and, uh, you know, keep your eye on, on companies like, uh, Alpha and, uh, and what Foursquare and Clear Channel are doing. Cause, uh, it's interesting. I think, I think there's, you know, definitely Foursquare Clear Channel. There's a lot of, uh, potential for that opportunity to kind of change the way the industry gets measured. But, uh. You know, and I'm sure the old AAA is all over that as well, as you indicated. And then we'll see where Alpha goes. So thank you, everybody. Uh, we appreciate your time. This has been episode number 534 of Location Weekly. Uh, we'll be back next week with another show. Please reach out if you have story ideas, feedback. Uh, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, and have a great week. Bye. Bye.